Okay, everyone. I'm super excited to announce my next guest on this episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast, Jordan Sather. But before we dive into it, I just wanted to remind you guys that there's always a second hour for a podcast, which is available at the membership section of my website. And you can sign up at veilofreality.com. It will give you access to all the second hours of all the podcasts and archives, and also access to the membership forum, where we discuss many different topics and also have weekly Zoom calls, meetups. So you can sign up at veilofreality.com. And now, without further ado, enjoy the show. All right, I welcome you all to another episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast today with your host, Bernhard Gunther. And then my very special guest today is Jordan Sather. And Jordan has been on my radar for a while recently and, um, you know, just checked out his YouTube channel, which I highly recommend uh, for you guys to check out. A lot of, lot of videos and materials destroying the illusion and he's been around for a while as well and really appreciate his work because he dives deep into the current political climate, also deep into Q, and we're all going to talk about that as well, but also more into the fringe and the UFO phenomenon, the UFO topic. He has been the producer of Above Majestic a while back, and um, he's also very active on Twitter. And the uh, first time I actually really came across is because one of your tweets got cute, so that was very intriguing. <laughs> like you himself. But um, welcome to the show, Jordan. Thank you, Bernard. Appreciate you having me on. And I'm finally excited to do a podcast where I can talk about some more esoteric occult subjects. A lot of them I've done lately have been very political, very sort of 3D. So I'm good. To, we'll, we'll combine those two. Exactly. Absolutely. Because it's so important not to like, yeah, we need to know what's happening in the world on a 3D level, on a 4D level, but what's happening with our inner work, you know, the spiritual evolution, the evolution of consciousness, taking care of ourselves and all of that, and not to get too distracted by the madness at the same time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for people who are new to your work or you in general, can you give us just a little insight about how you started and when you get quote unquote red pilled? Right. Yeah. So the work I've been doing on the internet I've been doing for about three, three and a half years now, but my sort of initial awakening phase came around 2011, I should say 12. And how it happened was that I was uh, in college at the time, I think uh, community college, I had a side job and the side job I had ended, it quit. So I had to look elsewhere and I ended up getting a job at a local health food store uh, very local. There's only two or three shops. And at this place, I had became exposed to all sorts of different belief systems that, of course, they never told me in school. And not only was I learning some hardcore information in terms of health, in terms of big pharma's corruption and everything like that, but I was also getting exposed to, I just quickly found the other rabbit holes. You know, when you start looking into big pharma you quickly learn that, oh, wow, a lot of the same families that started the allopathic medicine system in this country, the AMA and all that, they also funded the Federal Reserve and the banking systems and the energy sector and all these things. You know, it's funny at the, at the health food store in the little book section we had in the back corner, had a bunch of health books and things like that, movies, the world according to Monsanto, movies on vaccines, things like that. But I found this one called Thrive. And I'd never heard of it before. And you're familiar with Thrive, Foster yeah. Gamble, pretty much everybody is. And I took it home and I watched it and then it just all expanded from there. So this was all in 2011 and 12. 
researched very heavily into ufology, into the sort of disclosure type stuff, into everything I could. And that sent me down a very dark, dark night of the soul for a few years there through 2012, 2013, 14. You know, because me, I was sitting there thinking I'd just become exposed to all this stuff. And I was thinking 2012, there's a lot of talk back then about earth changes, December 21st, also some talk of mass arrests and all sorts of things. And I was getting caught up by that. I was thinking that it was going to happen. I was hoping so hard that, oh, relief from all this stuff. Because I had dropped out of college. I had said, oh, I don't want to get brainwashed there and all that stuff. And uh, was just working full time then. So I thought the relief was coming. Nazaro was going to hit or whatever. And that didn't happen. So that's why I ended up sort of getting into the that dark night of the soul, 2013, 14, 15. I was thinking that we were all going to get rounded up in FEMA camps and the end was coming for all of us. And it wasn't until 2016, 17, where I just kind of became fed up with everything going on. And I wanted to use social media to start just getting information out there. Because for so long I had, I didn't even have a Facebook. I had tape over my computer, didn't use social media much because I was kind of paranoid, quite frankly, and busy with life and other things. But getting into 2000, yeah, end of 2016, around then I was just getting fed up, wanted to start posting things. And then my journey onto really YouTube and doing this sort of as a as all my work, as my whole livelihood, rather than just sort of a side thing. It was really after the 2016 election, and especially after WikiLeaks dropped Podesta's emails in October of mm-hmm. 2016. Because during that time frame with the political climate, I was so disenfranchised with everything. And I thought it was just, uh, it was all going to be a a lose for us. I thought Trump was controlled opposition. Hillary obviously is Hillary. So I didn't vote. I didn't participate. I just thought it was all going to be a lost game until those WikiLeaks emails dropped. And then Trump won, which I didn't expect. I don't think anybody expected. Some people probably thought he was, but I, I didn't think he was. And then it started sort of clicking for me. It started clicking in my head. I saw those emails drop. I saw Trump get into the White House. And then I saw the reactions after that with the Russia, Russia, Russia propaganda. A lot of arrests of human traffickers as well. And and other sort of very dark criminals happened quite a bit early on in 2017 there. So I said, okay, maybe this is something different that's happening. And, And I got really activated to start making videos, YouTube videos, just every day, sort of dissecting the news, but also talking about different subjects, getting into those sorts of things. Also talking about UFOs. I had a big passion, UFOs, secret space program research, of course, the technologies they hide, zero point energy and whatnot, uh, discussing that. So I just used the internet to start communicating with people and getting a bunch of my thoughts and my information, my experiences out there. And it started kind of exploding from there. I, I just networked, you know, I was a few years prior researching how to build a business in terms of strength coaching and personal training. So I applied those sort of marketing techniques that I was learning then to my new sort of information work or info business, whatever you want to call it. 
So I networked with bloggers, networked with other people making videos. I went to, I think, a couple UFO conferences in the summer of 2017 there, met some folks and kind of just exploded. And then Q came onto the scene. And when Q came onto the scene in October of 2017, I was doing my YouTube channel for about nine months at that point, as well as posting on Twitter, Facebook, and these other platforms. So I was not new, but I was still learning things. And then Q came onto the scene and I was lucky enough to find their particular posts very early on. It was day maybe number two or three that I caught wind of the drops they were making. Now, I had never been an avid 4chaner or 8chaner. I had never been literally onto those websites or knew much about them or what the, what did they entailed. But once these, I started seeing these posts, I saw them on Twitter first. They, what they were saying, what came through these drops was just, whoa. I said, this is nothing like we've ever seen before. And the different concepts they were bringing together, questions they were asking, topics they were getting into. I, it resonated with me very early on. I took it very serious early on and I wasn't sold on it. It took me probably a good five to six months to really be like, okay, this is some legitimate people with legitimate intelligence doing this operation. Uh, but I was, po- I was talking about it on YouTube for maybe day two, three. And from there, I was probably the first person on YouTube might've been to talk about it. Anyway, my channel just exploded and view count exploded. And also with that came a lot of censorship, mm. which I began dealing with in 2018. Even earlier than that, Amazon cut my affiliates account with them in 2017. But ever since then, it's been just nonstop censorship and discussing uh, all my passions, everything I feel like people need to know, whether that's health, big pharma corruption, UFOlogy, technologies, and uh, sort of the political environment, QAnon. And what's going on there. And I I also try to talk about the consciousness aspect too, and some sort of higher dimensional, higher uh, philosophical standpoints. But I push the envelope as much as I can there. I have sort of a mainstream audience, but I do have a lot of audience that are very deep as well. So I'm just trying to bridge a lot of different communities, help people come together with ideas and information with the work I do. Mm -hmm. No, beautiful. Thank you for sharing, Jordan. So yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's very important, this more what I call holistic approach, right? That not just mm-hmm. fixated on one thing or even identified with one thing, but you know, we need to look at it all and especially also the inner work because we are on a shift, so to speak. So it's all about the evolution of consciousness as well and aligning ourselves. And you know, you went through the archetypal darknet of the soul, like many of us, the disillusionment process, right? When you even caught in some, you know, I remember 2012 as well, when all the hopes high and all of that and all these Mayan calendar predictions. Uh, But then nothing really happened. It got worse from that day on. So it actually, in the positive sense, helped to wake up a lot of people, you know, and you understand the process is this confronting the dark within and without. And, you know, the way you describe it reminds me also, I can see myself and you as well, in the sense of that, Seeking truth is like this, pro- it's, it's a continuing process. It's not like the moment you have it, like, oh, that's it, right? It's a, it's a process of discovery. 
And I've similar to you, like, and uh, my listeners know about that, my followers of work, I was all like government what whatsoever, you know, it's two birds of this or two wings of the same bird. It's all corruption left and right. It's the same old. And uh, I remember also 2016 when Trump got elected, I didn't expect it whatsoever. I was like, I was laughing out loud and I thought it was a great thing, but from a different perspective, because I, I had no attachment. I never got triggered by Trump, by his tweets. Right. right? I thought like this guy creates so much friction and people are going to get triggered. It's a great catalyst. Like if people that's, would <laughs> apply that shadow That was work. my exact standpoint <laughs> too, you know, because I, same thing. I, I remember going to bed really early on the night of the election, waking up at maybe three or four in the morning and I checked my phone, uh, Trump won? I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? But then uh, dissecting it and analyzing it, trying to look at it from different viewpoints or a little deeper, within a couple of days, I'm like, yeah, you know, even if he's corrupt, he's such a loud mouth and people are pissed off, triggered by him that that triggering is necessary to wake people up, bring out their shadows. Yeah. So totally. Exactly. But it's gotten so extreme that especially the, the left has exposed such more such hostility and evil in their projections, like hate, literally, towards the man. So that was always got to me, why do they hate this guy so much from day one? And all this Russian, uh, you know, accusations, all of that, I've always, you know, as if he's the next Hitler, literally, you know, and, and then the mainstream media creating this evil image of him, which doesn't relate to reality. If, if you really just, you know, um, look at what he says, as opposed to what people interpret, he said, these kind of things. But it's really fascinating that you got into this Q, this whole Q phenomenon early on. That's, that's very interesting. And I heard about it, uh, and I wrote an article about it, a lengthy article, and that, that's a whole topic I'm really excited for you to get into with you right now, because it's very polarizing. Not only in the mainstream, we know we heard recently on Twitter, they purged thousands of QAnon accounts and censorship. So that's already like, should tell you something, right? And, I wake but, up every morning, check my phone, like worried <laughs> no, that- you're big, exactly. But I've got also, friends going down left and right. It's crazy. I know. But it's also day. crazy what I've experienced within the quote, truth movement, I quote, because I don't what is the truth movement, but there's all the yeah. polarization, right? It's a psyop is uh, Trump is a Luciferian. They're just, you know, it's, it's, we are basically we're fucked either way. It's very, this nihilistic approach and they cannot come any good through the government whatsoever. And it's a very black and white approach or strawman argument or throwing out the baby with the bathwater. But what I've noticed in the mistake I made, I totally completely dismissed Q as a typical psyop controlled opposition, not worth, and even wrote, wrote something on Facebook about it uh, earlier this year until I had a, as I wrote in my article and uh, podcast with my friend Tom Montag and he laid me down the basics, the research. And I realized, you know what? I have never really sincerely looked into it. I've not done the research. And I feel many people who dismiss it offhand never really truly looked at the drops because the one thing, and that's what I like to get the insight as well, because beside there's one thing, what Q posts and drops, and there's how, what people interpret and think he said, because it seems to be so many um, split off groups and what turned me off at first were all these, in, especially when COVID happened around April or something or February, these insane lists of what's supposed to happen with mass arrests and, and all of that. And when I researched deeper, Q never really said something like this. And it can be really easily mis, misapplied or misunderstood. So what is your take on that? Oh, yeah. I'm happy having this conversation <laughs> with you right now because you're saying things that I wish thousands of people out there would say and understand. 
Uh, so exactly with your point about you need to differentiate between what is said about Q versus what Q has actually said. And there's a lot of stuff I see among the Q community, among the greater general mainstream public as well, that words you've never even seen in Q's drops, things discussed that Q's never even mentioned. Uh, like for instance, more recently, this Wayfair phenomenon that went viral a week or two back where somebody noticed that things being sold on third-party e-commerce platforms like Wayfair, Etsy, Walmart, et cetera, Amazon, that they would be ten, fifteen thousand dollars cabinets that somehow have the name of a missing person associated with them, like they share the same name. Anyway, this big viral claim that human traffickers use third-party platforms to buy and sell their, their criminal goods. And there's maybe truth to that. I'm not denying it. Uh, we couldn't, can't put it past the sick folk out there like that. But Q had never once mentioned Wayfair, nothing in regards to it, nothing like that but a lot of people out there think somehow they're connected. So you really have to just go to a website such as qmap.pub or qanon.pub. There's a lot of different uh, amalgamation websites that take the drops from 8kun where they're posted now because those are very tough websites to navigate, 4chan, 8chan, and 8kun. Uh, so it just takes them from those websites and puts it on a, on a website where you can read them all without the extraneous stuff, qmap.pub is the easiest one to remember and go to, but just read the drops, read the drops and nothing else associated with them and see kind of where they, where they lead and what you get. And also I highly suggest if you've never read them, go to square one, go to day one, literally the first one you can find and then read them up to now chronologically because yeah, I mean, I've spent, me personally, and I know others out there, I've spent thousands and thousands of man hours combing through each and every drop. I've made 800 YouTube videos now combing through the majority of them. And there's a story to be told about every single one. Because with the way this is going, I mean, what QAnon is, it's, it's just a program. It's an operation being done where a group of people close to the White House in, we don't know who they are, but a core group of people, less than 10, are disseminating intelligence to the public, basically. It's that simple. They're just disseminating intel, information, questions, cryptic statements, things like that, to get the public thinking and to totally subvert thinking and researching and to totally subvert all of the controlled media that's out there. Because this is something that I didn't realize when I first started waking up in 2012. I thought I was going down all the rabbit holes, but the media one, see, I knew the media was fake, but I didn't realize how important it was and how fake it was. But now, oh, it's all on display how fake the media is. And there's a reason why it's multi-billion dollar industries and because it's so important in shaping human perception and getting all of us to believe certain things. So uh, they had to co totally go around the mainstream media, but not just that, the, the alternative media too. There is a lot of controlled opposition, a lot of paid agents all across alternative media, conspiracy media, whatever you want to label these communities as, they're everywhere. 
and they talk about all sorts of things, whether it's politics or UFOs, or you even have your shills in the medical communities, the anti-vax health freedom communities. So it's uh, just classic COINTELPRO that the intelligence community has always done for decades to stifle dissension and stifle uh, rebellious movements that they don't want to do. And in speaking of Q being a PSYOP, now that we're on that subject, controlled opposition, this is something I struggled with a lot in the first few months of them posting because I, you know, I'm very young. I don't know much about government or the intelligence community. I'm just interested in disclosure and ending all the corruption out there in the world and everybody waking up. But so I was trying to dissect, well, maybe this is some sort of psyop or, or anything like that. But the subject content of what they were disclosing and the breadth of information, how holistic it was, speaking of that, you know, how holistic their topics were and the, the hardcore nature of them. Because if it was a psyop, this is something I was thinking to myself during those months, if it was a psyop, trying to control the opposition or manage disclosure in one in some way why would they be focusing on such topics like pedophilia and elite child trafficking human trafficking stuff like that and not just that but exposing the dark occult nature of these things how people in our government are quite literally satanists or luciferians or whatever you want to label their belief system but they believe very dark occult sort of stuff like that it didn't smell of a psyop, a bad psyop, a negative psyop to me. Technically, by standard definition, it is a psyop. It's, it's a true. psychological <laughs> operation per right. se, but what isn't these days? But what's the intention behind the psyop? Is it being done for some good reason or bad? And I felt, uh, I came to feel over, took a few months, but that it was a psyop that's being done with a benevolent intention not to say that Q is all-knowing or I agree with what they've done or what Trump has done 100%. So sure, we all have our different lenses and viewpoints. But I feel like there is good intention there and they definitely do have access to inside intelligence. So I'm just going to roll with it while it's going, right? If I'm not attached to it by any means, that's when you start getting dangerous sorts of thinking when you become attached to your information sources, your idols out there. But it's something where I still feel like overall it's definitely beneficial to everything going on and the holistic nature of the subject content too. They weren't just talking about politics or human trafficking or um, sort of 3d struggles like that. But over time in the Q drops, they also started discussing topics like, uh, secret space programs and they ended up confirming about a year into it that yes space programs exist outside of public domain extraterrestrials exist it's super duper classified they started making posts like this so then i said oh wow you know they they being a program associated with donald trump it's of course going to try to go for the mainstream conservative crowd but here we also have these intelligence insiders and white hats disclosing that kind of stuff to a mainstream crowd. So yeah, it, it ended up b making me become very passionate about the movement 
and believe in it quite a bit. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing. You made some excellent points. Some of it, it's very easy to fall. A lot of skeptics fall into this uh, exaggerated black and white thinking, right? Is it good right. or bad? Is it the savior or not savior? These extremes. And you, like you said, the danger is if you become over-identified. Because I can even see when I research to uh, Q and whatnot, there are a lot of QAnon followers who can become over-identified, right? Yes. And like that's the only lens they look through Q. And finally, there will be mass arrests and evil will be done in the way with. But you and I know that doesn't work this way. It's not about externalizing. But not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. How come there can be totally good people within the government knowing about the corruption, doing the best they can, considering the forces they are up to? It's obviously not going to happen overnight. That's why I'm also saying people wait for these arrests, arrests. I mean, the uh, these forces they are up against. And understanding now, that was also a big wake-up call similar for, as for you. The power the media has, I didn't realize it until recently in terms of shaping the perception we see it right now, they get their own panic overdrive mode with the whole censorship recently happened with these doctors as well. Uh, but going back to Q, when I researched the raw drops, a lot of what this intel was stuff was confirming what I've researched over a decade already and even going deeper. It verified a lot of things. And another note, since you have been in it for so long, I'm sure you heard of Neon Revolt. Um, I, I read his book, uh, Q Revolution. It's excellent. Oh, what do so, you think of it? I haven't read it yet. I, I really like it. It's, if, if anybody wants to get into it, he lays it where it was written in 2019. So, you know, up until then. But it's extremely well written, extremely well researched. I learned more, even more about it, how Q started and all of that and all the intel drops. And and he's done what a lot of these anons have done, you yourself. Like I realized Q's just giving hints and drops. It's for you to do the research. He asks more They ask more questions give hints yeah. rather than just like information, information. They help people to think and do their own research. That's what people don't understand. And that's a very important point. And there's a few reasons for that. One of the reasons deals with, very logical here is national security concerns. So with a lot of active investigations going on by the FBI or whoever in the federal government, CIA, NSA, they can't disclose information pertaining to current investigations by law. So what can they do? They can just ask questions, make cryptic statements, use symbolic characters to talk about people, certain things like that, right? So they have to phrase things cryptically and ask questions, but also just with the Socratic method by asking questions, it gets us thinking, mm -hmm. us researching, us sharing the information. And this happens from a grassroots organic way. And by them throwing hints out there, it acts as a laser pointer. So they point the laser at something with some question or statement. And then the thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people now start digging into that information. And once I ended up becoming familiar with the way 4chan and 8chan work, I think I finally logged on to the websites where Q was posting when it was 8chan. They first started on 4chan, posted there for about a month or two, ended up dealing with some resistance on there, probably a lot of CIA attacks and whatnot. Um, you know, again, it's tough. It's not really black-white, but yeah. it kind of is. NSA versus CIA, good guys, bad guys, in general, sort of. But anyway, they were dealing with a lot of resistance, ended up going to 8chan. I finally logged on to 8chan in maybe December two or three months into Q's drops and trying to figure it out and learning about the community that was forming there. And it, it 
it's an amazing uh i mean it's a i i should preface this 4chan and 8chan don't log on to them if you're you know faint of heart or (laughs) i tried your websites with weird stuff posted there but um in the particular boards in the particular section that was created 4q by the anons that they're called the anons are the folks on the post of those websites uh, it became this incredible community of open source information finding and that's what blew my mind the most is when q would point the laser at things over the years and the anons would start researching these subjects so much incriminating stuff about the deep state different players in the cabal it's open source like these people actually are really really dumb they left their instagram accounts public they didn't think anybody would find them they just so much information searchable easily searchable out there and um we started then it would get posted found and posted to 8chan on these boards and then people would find it there and then circulate it out to the other platforms twitter facebook and elsewhere on the internet and the the research effort that created i mean literally this is such a genius operation these guys behind q whoever's read in on the core of that project it's so genius that they've basically initiated the whole citizen citizenry activated catalyzed a bunch of people to start helping them with intelligence gathering yeah. And a lot of this information, this intel that started getting posted by the Anons, by people, average Joe out there just researching in his spare time to 8Kun, 8Chan, it, uh, you know, a lot of that has probably been used in federal investigations. They basically mm-hmm. uh, have a bunch of free man hours that people donated to dig up dirt on Cabal members. So it's it's really incredible, the multifaceted nature of this, different things they're doing with it. They're waking people up. They're getting information that people are researching for them. Um, also, a very important point to note about the QAnon operation is the idea that disinformation is necessary. Mm. Classic counterintelligence tactics. Yeah. So a lot of people get caught up by certain things Q might say that don't come true or aren't correct or, or they get confused. And there's a lot of naysayers probably shills, controlled ops out there who say, oh, Q is fake because they're wrong or it's uh, whatever. But if you're understanding, well, if you have these guys who are in the government or the intelligence community, these these white hats, good guys who are trying to take down bad guys in the intelligence community and in the political sphere, if they start posting to this website where the whole world can see Sure, they're going to want to post information, questions, statements to help wake us up. But at the same time, they have to be strategic about it. And they can use this program, this Q operation, to throw out false hints here or there, counterintelligence threads, that then confuses the deep state or makes the bad actors you know, do something stupid. So that's just basic. You understand, you know, we're not going to understand every single thing that Q posts many of them are far too vague or they're just stringer characters or whatever the case, all the drops aren't meant for us. Yeah. You know, there's exa- a variety of, variety of things they're doing in these drops. The majority of them is to wake us up, get us questioning and researching. Yeah. A handful of them are probably drops to operators in the field looking on the website for the posts or whatever the case could, we could speculate. 
And then some of them are meant for the bad guys, codes yeah. and messages to them. So that's, uh, that'll like, help I, the viewers out there who aren't familiar. I, no, that's, that's very good to understand because I'm still, I've, I've just started to research for four or five months ago and I'm still like, wow, learning. And yeah, like you said, you need to learn the language of the way Q posts and there's a strategy, even wisdom behind it because the way whoever's behind Q, they understand they need a certain critical mass awakening of these topics before even quote unquote arrests can happen or even before, you know, there's the interrelationship of the evolution of consciousness. You have to have a certain level of awareness of these topics before action can be taken. It's similar like shadow work, trauma work, like the psyche will not reveal more until you have integrated more. So the more people become aware, the easier it will be to really then follow up uh, if these steps. And there's, it's very fascinating because it's the Socrates approach of asking questions, but also very typical what you just mentioned with, with disinformation, the art of war, you know? Sun Tzu, I just recently read as well. It's like, it's, it's exactly that, you know, applying. Yeah, exactly. And you've got to look at this. If you're, if you're thinking about Q, you got to look at this through the lens of somebody that has been in the intelligence community for probably 30 years. And that's, that person's going to know a lot. They're going to probably not trust anybody. And they're also going to talk in such a way that is the most vague cryptic shit that it's like pulling teeth trying to get any answers from these people. And that's who we're dealing with when it comes to the people posting as Q. Now they want to get information out to the public, but it's like, I'm just sitting here like waiting for more drops on UFOs or something like that. Cause <laughs> the 3d stuff to me gets old. Right. I get it. We need the mainstream out there to wake up to the corruption in politics and media. But yeah, there's a, there's a bigger picture here. And I'm always tweeting about the sort of higher consciousness stuff, the, the free energies, the different spiritual, free energy technologies, different spiritual content, concepts, things like that to uh, get that mainstream audience going that direction. Thinking big picture. Like once these arrests start, they begin whenever within the next year or two or five that's just the beginning. That's just yeah. the start of the snowball. Then we have to sort of redo this whole paradigm around us. Yeah. All I think built that, on falsities. That's, that's a very important point. People feel like, you know, even maybe even in the QAnon movement, over-idealistic savior projections. Oh, once the arrest done, we are done and over. No, no, this is just like you mentioned. That's why I, at first I didn't get much into... Even for me, where I'm coming from, Pizzagate and the Q stuff at first, yeah, this is... But it's just 3D matrix surface stuff. But... It may be for us, but still it needs to start somewhere and, and people have to become aware of it before we can go deep and the dominoes start to fall. And now I understand even more, I, because I neglected politics for so long, there's like, screw politics, it's all nonsense. So I had to re-educate myself what actually happened to the Russian collusion hoax, now completely proven as a, you know, as a lie. It was, mm -hmm. there was never a Russian collusion, the unmasking of, of General Flynn, Obamagate, and how all of this ties together and and it's so correct like you said several times you cannot go straight for the king right you have to have the right players in place and then i understand even where trump comes in of of putting certain people into position even then i remember i forgot the name but the district in new york or new jersey the judge got um uh yeah the southern district of new york exactly got it you know changed out and the week later maxwell got arrested 
Yes, you know, yeah, exactly yeah, the, the same district. Exactly. There, yeah. Little things like that. And, and another thing I want to get your insight into, because what I was so fascinated about reading the cube, because some of these predictions don't make sense. It's like he says, future uh, proves past, right? Mm -hmm. And there's these weird, like, quote unquote, coincidences, which are not coincidences, but he, some drop from last year, two years ago, and then happens exactly a year or two years later like one year Delta, two year Delta or like something, you know what I mean? So this is weird. Are they just good, that good in planning or ties that more into this looking glass technology or something like okay, that? Okay. Yeah. So as well. you said that you've been following the drops for like five or six months. And then you said you read Neon Revolt's book with came out, which came out in 2019. So yeah. I was wondering if you saw the project looking glass drop, which was I, like the end of 2019, right? In the middle of that time frame. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, if we're dealing with, especially looking at some of the names and players of, involved, um, head of the NSA, right when Trump was elected and came into power, was Admiral Mike Rogers, who had actually warned Trump about the spying that the Obama administration was doing on him. So Mike Rogers is basically a white hat, a good guy. He was leading the NSA. I mean, when you, and we don't know if Mike Rogers is associated with Q or not. But the picture I'm painting here is that these guys, whoever's on Team Q and connected into the Trump White House, they've got access to, of course, a lot of projects, a lot of goods that the government has, the intelligence community has. And as in the conspiracy UFO world has heard for a long time that these certain technologies like Project Looking Glass were being developed back in the 70s, even in 80s and just kept very secret for a long time. So it makes total sense that, well, whatever the deep state was working on a few years ago, that they thought that when Hillary got into office, we can turn this on or whatever the case. Uh, well, Trump won. So guess what? Different people have them now, people you didn't expect. And they're going to start using all that right back against the bad guys. And with Project Looking Glass, uh, from the research I've done, I don't know uh, what you particularly believe about it, but for me, I, I think of it as like a remote viewing device for time. Mm -hmm. So I don't particularly subscribe to too much of the time travel narratives that are out there, but I do think it's a lot more possible and doable to see potential futures and remote view what could happen, sort of minority report style, right? Like the movie. So makes complete sense that these military intelligence insiders would be using Project Looking Glass to see what could happen, what the deep state could be doing, what this drop could do in the future, what's going to happen on this day in the future, so they can make a very vague drop here, and then later on it proves it, so people are like, whoa, these guys are, you know, magicians or something like that. Um, totally, yeah, you can just speculate as to what is really going on behind the scenes, but uh, I would think that that's definitely happening. Yeah, yeah. I wrote about in my article on um, Q and on PSYOP or the real deal, the Great Awakening. I mentioned I looked deep into look, uh, Project Looking Glass, which I came about across like years ago, prior to 2012. There was Project Camelot. I don't know if you remember them. You know. Um, yeah, they, I came across Carrie Cassidy. Carrie and, Cassidy and Project exactly. Camelot, and she had somebody Six or seven on, years ago. Yeah. Exactly. She had somebody on. I forgot his name now. Uh, it's in my article about this. Was it Bill Wood? 
Yeah, yeah, the the ex Navy SEAL guy, you know, yeah. talked about Project Look. It was really fascinating because what he talked about is similar to what Q talks about that nothing can stop what's coming because after 2012 the timeline got locked, and it's like this end game chess game where even the the both players know the outcome, but they're still playing it anyway. You know, so there's mm. some something weird happening even from it, which I see. I'm I'm very in, you know. Uh, from a divine perspective, divine will, you know, nothing can override divine will that we are playing out this game from a higher picture perspective. And, you know, we just have to go through the process. We have to play our roles, but nothing can stop what's coming. You know, it takes even a much bigger meaning in light of the evolution of consciousness or divine will or project looking glass rather than just what in the lens through Q. So it's really fascinating when you bring in this. Yeah. And I agree with you. It's not about, um, you know, time uh, traveling, it's more like, you know, aligning with a certain timeline and really seeing where the trajectory is going. And they definitely seem to have access to that kind of technology, in my view, anyway. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting to see these different sort of communities start to absorb into each other in certain ways and work out the kinks in between them. So, yeah. for instance, I see what's going on in the Q community. I see what goes viral there and different ideas like oh, time travel and this about UFOs or certain things that go viral there that aren't really true, but I'm like, oh, they're trying. It's great. And then I see the more higher consciousness community and they're getting into the political sort of things more, exposing the, mm. the sort of dark side of that spectrum. And then... They're just, they're just coming together. It's great. It's great yeah. to see. But it's interesting, but you also mentioned as well before, you know, you cannot expect, it's, it's not that Trump is perfect or Q is perfect because people like the cynics or over-skeptical, well, Q is not exposing 5G, is not talking about 9-11 and all of this. It's like not that, it's not like Christmas and he's doing, they are doing everything, exposing all of it, right? They play their specific role. But right. what would you say to people who say like, well, he's not really exposing 5G, we're getting into technocracy anyways, and, gotcha. and, and all of that? Great, great question. Um, and on one hand, you might be surprised at what they've actually discussed in Q's drops. There's definitely been talks on, for instance, 9-11 and different things like that. Um, I, I was just getting into it with some flat earthers the other day. Q, pro-Q people who were flat earthers, pro-flat earthers. And I'm really confused. I'm like, in one drop, Q literally said, the earth is not flat. So have you even read what they've posted? Um, so that's a start. And then moving on to, well, why haven't they talked about this or that or this or that? And there could be a variety of reasons. There's certain things that I wish they would talk about more because that's me. We all have our own biases. True. But... In the same vein, there's certain things where I'm like, wow, I'm surprised they even talked about that period. I'm surprised they put Project Looking Glass out there and they didn't need to. They didn't need to make posts about space programs existing and, and ETs and whatnot, but they have. So you can play devil's advocate to that side of the that side of the question. And on that same vein, there could be strategy involved with why they haven't talked about certain things or even the relevancy. The relevancy of certain things. Why would they talk about geoengineering? Yeah, we all know spray they spray up in the sky here and there, but it's not really relevant to what they're trying to accomplish uh, right now with their particular program, their operation in play. And say vaccines. Okay, let's bring up the vaccine topic as in as in 
example. So on the public surface, Trump is seems to be pro-vaccine. You can actually debate that. He's made a lot of tweets in the past that were definitely anti-vaccine, but for COVID, for the cameras, for the optics of the situation, he seems to be pro-vaccine at least the last five months since the mainstream media has been pressuring us all with the coronavirus. Uh, but at that same vein, Q has made some drops that are against vaccines, expose vaccines a little bit, um, definitely exposes big pharma much more lately than they have early on. But so it's strategy. There's a lot of strategy in, in play. You have to understand optics. So if Trump were to go anti-vaccine right now openly, what would the mainstream media do? Eat him alive. They would have a <laughs> field day on his ass. <laughs> yeah, it would, it would be awful. And uh, so he can't be openly anti-vaccine. They're so hard on the vaccine topic. It's even tough to be a moderate with vaccines these days. The media would just go all over you. So Trump sort of has to be pro-vaccine right now. They can use Q to expose it on the back end, but there's certain things Trump has to do for the camera. It's all about the optics. And yeah. that's just the reality of the of the situation. And that can be discussed in terms of maybe 5G too. Uh, they've talked about 5G when they, I mean, Trump has talked about 5G in terms of, well, China controls it, so we don't want 5G. It should be American. Who knows what could be the reasoning for that? I'm sure President Trump doesn't want to alienate the whole telecommunications industry. So if he was openly anti-5G, that's going to make a lot of people wonder. You know, he still has to appeal to a mainstream audience, very mainstream audience. Um, but granted, I, I wish, you know, I wish yeah. you would talk about 5G more, vaccines more, something like that. No, I, th but, I think, uh, I just want to say, I think you made a really good point. Like you said before, we have our own bias, but we would like to Q talk more about a Trump, but we're not, it's easy for us, you know, behind the screen on the keyboard, like yeah. let's expose everything. Yes. But to put yourself in the shoes, the, the, in, the forces that I mentioned before, Trump has to deal with the projections, the hate and, and the role he's playing. Right. So there has to be a certain strategy on his part. And then the cynics or the, you know, would say, well, you know, then everything is coded now what he says. It doesn't mean that Trump is perfect, but he has to have a certain strategy mm -hmm. himself. That's just really what it comes down to. It's just basic applying politics in the positive sense, not to deceive people, but to have a certain strategy to go along with it, you know, and even what ha happened now with uh, hydroxychloroquine, you know, he already talked about it a few months ago. And now we had, you know, we want to, let's get to this in a bit later. And then the whole frontline doctors came out, it's censored all over, right? So even like with that little topic, uh, is, is so much opposition. What can you imagine if you would flat out come out, say like, well, vaccines are dangerous, let's not do it. And 5G as well. So there has to be like, I agree, the certain strategy and, and um, yeah, like a, we need more patience, so to speak. Right. And earlier you brought up the idea of, of the worship, you know, there's no going to, no, nobody's going to come down and save you, save me. Uh, nobody's going to come down and save us. We have to do it really ourselves. And there is a large contingency out there that views Trump and Q as being the saviors of humanity, like a fundamentalist Christian thinks Jesus is there to, there to save them. And I don't really vibe with that particular sort of mindset. 
and those people can get very sort of funneled and, and narrow viewed. I just view it as like a two-way street. Trump and whoever's behind Q, they're doing, they need us and we need them, basically. They wouldn't be here without us researching, sharing the information, helping support the movement, all that. We wouldn't be here uh, without them, with Q and, of course, everything that they're doing from that end. So, no, it's really, it is a communal, I guess we could say, we're all in it together. (laughs) If you want to use that cheesy phrase everywhere these days, uh, we really are. So, no, I don't view them as being any sort of um, savior, but... At the same time, they are helping us, most definitely. But it's also up to us. Exactly. They just play a role. Like, we play our right. role. It's not putting you all, you know, things, you know, all bets on the, on one horse, so to speak. You still got to do their own work. I think what a lot of critique comes from me and myself included when I didn't look into it, you know, the Q slogan, trust the plan, enjoy the show. It just makes people complacent just sitting back. But now yeah. having looked at deeper, like the end, like people are doing like a lot of work and research and a lot of uh, work to spread awareness about these topics. So that's action. Even, okay, more than that needs to be done as well. Our own work, inner work, all of that. But, uh, you know, it is, I can see how it can be easily mis, misconstrued the whole uh, Q phenomena as just a savior trap. But yes, similar, similar what should I say, similar ties into the UFO phenomenon of the savior, you know, archetype, the aliens are here to save us kind of thing, right? Oh, yeah, they, <laughs> they really get us with a lot of those false savior archetypes, psyops out there, whether it's Nazara, we're all going to be saved by money, we're all going to be saved by aliens, we're all going to be saved by this politician or that politician or whatever the case. Uh, they really get us there. But you brought up this great point that I just forgot here for a quick second, but it was, uh, what we were, what were we just discussing in terms of Q? It um, was uh, just bringing in that, you know, they, they just play their role and it's not to put all your bets on the horse, so to speak, all, all your, uh, all your money on one horse, so to speak, and just not project these saver qualities into it, but doing our, playing our own role. And uh, what I was saying about uh, the the slogans of Q, trust the plan, enjoy yes, the show. Yes, that's what that thing, I yeah. wanted to get into. So the idea of complacency, and that is a big one that makes a lot of people question and makes them think it's a psyop. They, uh, there's these lines of thinking out there that Q is making everybody complacent so they're not going to do anything, and that is the goal of the psyop, assuming it's a controlled opposition malevolent psyop and just like you said looking into it you're like wow this has catalyzed thousands and thousands of people out there to literally devote their lives to making memes sharing memes digging up information sharing that information making posts on social media some people are even running for congress now that claim to be q followers and whatnot whether they're plants or real well-intentioned individuals, I don't know, but it, it really has it has catalyzed a lot, a lot of people to do outside work. I do also see some inside work being done. Granted, it sort of follows when you start waking up to a lot of this stuff. A lot of that inner work is, I wouldn't say all of it, but a little bit of it is naturally going to have to happen dealing with that sort of darkness in the world. 
Um, I would like to see a lot of that turn inward, though, most definitely. And that's why I think people like you and even me here who are kind of more big picture thinkers, esoteric thinkers, uh, we're going to have to step in and maybe even help the Q community wake up a little bit more because I do kind of see a very fundamentalist Christian uh, savior mentality there in that standpoint. But Mm -hmm. no, yeah, it's the way I see this whole Q operation, even Trump's term terms, plural, as we'll say, I don't think 2020 is going to go any other way. So it's really just playing that part for now, these, these four to eight years. And then after that is going to be much different, I believe. Yeah. I think that's, that's a key point not to, again, people waiting for the predictions haven't come true. They're on mass arrest. First of all, considering what we've discussed before about purposely spreading disinformation by Q to throw off the enemy, that's has become very clear for me researching the Q drops. It needs to be done. Then the, Project Looking Glass that you cannot just right away understand certain information and that just reveals themselves in a month, week, or year from now, and just having patience the process because you have to realize for people have done the research like you and I and, and others as well the forces of the cabal, the evil forces, hostile forces we're up up against they are like they're not going to give up easily without a fight. I mean we see everything what's happening in the world right now that's. Co- became the big realization, COVID, BLM, Antifa, the Marxist socialist agenda, and all of that is, is all these assets, all assets deployed, as he would say, from the deep state to counteract the exposure. And all actually everything is relating to the elections as well, which I would have not believed a few months ago, but they're trying to interfere with all with what is coming, right? So there's this huge opposition so that the right players need to be put in the right uh, positions. Even I watched yesterday the the House hearing with AG Barr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I as mean, as much as I can stand, and yeah. I know. That, but he was holding himself really well. But the, this toxicity of the left, and it's not about even what what also people don't understand. I want to get your take. But even Q has said it's actually not about Democrats versus Republicans, right? This is something way beyond. This is good versus evil, the archetypal battle of good, good versus evil. And even nowadays. These forces, what I call hostile forces, just work through the left. You know, it's just the left and right. What we see nowadays is not what the left and right used to be. It's it's yeah, very different. This is a very good conversation. So another thing that sort of initially sold me on Trump, really, and actually General Flynn and, and the whole movement of Q was that in 2017, there I looked into Trump's past and. I saw, oh, he actually used to be a registered Democrat. And now he's a Republican. That's that's quite a change. Not a lot of people know that, actually. And not just Trump, but General Michael Flynn, too, his national security advisor at the time. I saw, oh, wow, he used to be a registered Democrat. And now he's a Republican, too. So I started thinking about it and putting the dots together. And really what happened is that, you know, before five years ago, left wing, right wing, they were two wings of the same bird. It was almost black and white, we really could say. There might have been some good guys in government, but they were so compartmentalized and kept out of the dark and everything. It might have been just dumb too, that they didn't realize what was going on, left wing, right wing, all controlled. Well, come 2015, there was a caucus that formed in the Congress called the Freedom Caucus, 
and a few newer Republicans began joining that particular caucus. Then we had Donald Trump announce his presidency. He worked a lot with mainly the Freedom Caucus Republicans. And then in 2017, too, the first year of Trump's presidency, we started seeing a lot of Republicans start not seeking re-election, basically just drop out of Congress. All over the place. Democrats, too. A lot of them, their excuse to leave public surface was sexual sexual misconduct claims. Remember all those mm-hmm. sexual misconduct allegations came uh, all against Hollywooders and politicians, too. Weird. Well, we learned later on through Q's drops, they didn't start posting until the end of 2017. This phenomenon started happening a little before that. But we ended up learning that the people who are basically saying that a sexual misconduct claim is the reason why they're stepping away from public life is because they were one of the ones that took a deal. They took a deal and said, okay, I'll give you the goods or I'll give up easy. And if you guys let me off easy and they, they went out the ones we see in politics now and still in Hollywood being the loud mouths are the ones who have probably so much dirt on them and they didn't take the deal and they're just fighting tooth and nail now. Like you said, yeah. kind of playing out the part, playing out that chess game. But a lot of Republicans gave up really early on. And Paul Ryan stepped down as the Speaker of the House. A uh, lot of Republicans. So basically, the, it looked like the Republican Party just got sanitized. A lot mm-hmm. of the Bush, John McCain, um, they say he died of, bre- of brain cancer. But I think he was probably taken out behind the scenes by the good guys, tribunaled. But we saw a lot of those just corrupt Republicans get out of there. So they sort of had to sanitize that party and then use that to take down the other one, which is what we're seeing now. The left is just god-awful being put on display. Uh, Really, they're letting the left just expose themselves to the greater public. Public wakes up and sort of sees what really is in the government that way. And then... 2020 election and after that i think the democratic party will then become sanitized that's sort of the four to eight year scheme that i'm seeing them do and uh it's sort of incredible to to watch all this happen now there's still a lot of people out there who are in q community that are very tied on to the conservative label the Mm. republican label gotta be right wing i think over time that'll sort of People will move beyond that. And like you said, in Q's Drops, they've repeatedly said to people, you know, it's not about left and right. It is about really good and evil. And people making bad choices or people making good choices, you know, thinking of themselves or thinking of the other, if you want to use it in that regard. Because, of course, we know good and bad are just perspectives. It's really all about either serving just self or other. And uh, that is definitely being brought back so yeah the t- thank you for that because that's really important to understand because most people like myself in the past too like uh cq as this right you know in the mainstream is far right wing which couldn't be further from the truth but yeah. also just just republican trump supporters you know it's it was a, hilarious when i started getting <laughs> uh, hit pieces written about me from the mainstream media yeah. they would always call me right wing i think actually <laughs> the first website to write a hit piece featuring me in it was right wing watch Oh, and, wow. I'm sit- and I'm sitting here like, man, half of my YouTube channel is about <laughs> aliens. And I never, you know, say, even talk about, cons- use the word conservative. I hardly even use that word. Yeah. 
it's it's funny how they're just trying to it's almost as if the mainstream media is trying to force people back into that left right duality and that right is bad or left is bad they don't care they just want to pit people against each other but yeah i mean i could care less about right wing or conservative actually it kind of gets on my nerves when i hear people in the trump administration talk about online censorship and they try to box it into as if it only happens to conservatives mm-hmm. and I, that's sort of towing the duality there yeah online censorship doesn't only happen to conservatives at all i've had much more of my content simply about health and covid treatments and things like that sanitized and censored more than anything having to do with politics but um i can see that yes the conservative ideals would get censored on google by the big tech companies more than the left communistic whatever you want to call it socialistic mind controlling label but in general no it's definitely not about left right in any regard really it's just sort of like we've been talking about there's a strategy in play with these four to eight years and a lot of things we just sort of have to deal with and it is what it is we still have a very 3d public out there that needs to wake up to the 3d things and then they can move on to the higher realms yeah no thank you thank you for sharing jordan that's excellent because that's i see the blind spot of the cune and you can easily fall again in the dualistic thinking of left of this like superficial left versus right but again if you look in the q drops uh, and really what has been done Behind the scenes, like you just mentioned, Republicans have been taken out and exposed just like Democrats, Democrats in the past, right? So it's it's no difference. It's about just truth and and uh, uh, and also not identifying. It's so funny, like you mentioned, because I've got my attacks. It's just human nature. They need to, you know, label people. I've been called anything from new age, liberal, crazy conspiracy theorist up to right wing white supremacist Nazi and people cannot even make their minds up anymore. Right. It's just yeah, they, whatever. They throw <laughs> the conspiracy theorist label out there so much. It's like five years ago the left wingers were conspiracy theorists for exactly. questioning vaccines. And now the right wingers are conspiracy theorists for uh supporting Trump. It's just confusing. Yeah, it's it's very Max and John, so we at the end of the first hour. Um, in, the, in the second, I really would like to get into what also you alluded to, like the disinformation within the human movement, especially uh, certain individuals like Austin Steinbart and recent tweets of... Ooh, Kev- you brought up that name. Sorry. It'd be a good second hour. <laughs> okay. And uh, Kevin Shipp, very interesting, that guy all of a sudden coming out with his false Q claims and, you know... Yeah, Kevin we Shipp. can talk more about recent developments, definitely, and then yeah. we'll see what kind of so other that, weird stuff Convo goes And into. then definitely look into the UFO. I'd like to get your take on it based on your research absolutely and what done into that is a very important conversation and that's a conversation that i hardly see anybody out there taking the angle i'm taking with it so i feel like i'm the only one really exactly. i think absolutely. you would agree with some of the things i'd say about it though i think so too especially recent developments new york times announcing pentagon ufo papers so that's Ooh, interesting out of on. nowhere who <laughs> we can trust so much right so yes <laughs> But uh, before we close off, uh, for anybody who wants to hear know more about your work, where can people reach you or see, see your videos? So my website is jordansather.com and you can find links to pretty much all my social media on there, Twitter, Facebook, IG, the main ones, Parler as the alternative, and then YouTube as well. So, Excellent. I will just link it below as well. Thanks so much, Jordan. And uh, we'll be right back. 
All right. I hope you enjoyed the first hour. If you want to have access to the second hour, if you're not already a member, you can sign up at my website, veilofreality.com. It will give you access to all the second hours of all the podcasts, as well as to the membership forum and weekly group Zoom calls. See you on the other side. <laughs>